I myself, the producer of this podcast, is not eligible to diagnose anyone with a mental health disorder. This podcast is purely for artists discussing the mental health hurdles they struggle with on a daily basis. The pressure of making it. For artists, the pressure sometimes feels a little bit too much. Some artists make a career change in the blink of an eye in hopes to make it as a full-time actor or actress or writer or producer or director. And quite frankly, I don't know if I know anyone else who's qualified to talk about this topic more than my next guest, Randy Sloan, actress based out of New York. Randy came into acting later in life after working as a private investigator for 15 years. She quickly got herself training while learning about the business side of the industry as well. She started networking and eventually showcasing until she landed a manager who's gotten her into the audition rooms for Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO, CBS, ABC, and NBC. Along the way, Randy landed leads and supporting roles in countless of short films, and she's a proud member of Equity for Theater. Two years ago, Randy made her first short documentary on a subject very close to her heart, mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Next up for her is a full-length stage production that her and her best friend Andrew Marino wrote together. Here's my episode with Randy Sloan and the pressures of making it. Hello, how are you? <laughs> good, how are you doing? I'm doing good. This episode I'd like to talk about the pressure of quote-unquote making it. Mm -hmm. You know, what is, um, you know, I would like to talk about like, you know, what's your version of making it and, you know, pressure we put our, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves to make art, you know, you're an actor, producer. You do dabble in writing, right? Have, have you? Um, or? I have my best friend Andrew Marino, who wrote the Delamorte sisters. Um, I sort of help him when we're working on a project, and I told Andrew this in in my interview with him that he's so open to my ideas, and I love that about I love him for that. And I I told Andrew this that. You know, I get crazy with it. I get a little carried away yeah. and I start calling him late at night and he's like, okay, click. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Because yeah. I get so excited about writing. Um, I do. And and Andrew's always telling me, he's a writer and he says, why are, why are you not writing? You have great ideas and you're funny. And I'm like, oh, let's not go there because to write funny is not easy. Um, um, yeah. So we have a full Stay a full length stage production that we're hoping to put on in the nice. next year, year oh, and a wow. half. Yeah, and I helped him with that. If you have auditions, just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> get, shameless. Get, I'm doing get your experience. I'm your doing some shameless ass uh, <laughs> uh, self promotion right now. So you laugh right now, but you're, you're definitely going to be like, yeah, that's fucking. You'll be mad. the first one that when I put it on. on uh, so one of. One of the questions here is, uh, you know, the pressure of your family and friends not believing it's real work. And yes. You said you never. You know, your family doesn't do that. Um, and I think that's honestly, I, I, I think that's great. I, I, you know, we talked about the big support system you have and how you want to kind of trickle that down to, to your kids who are just kind of really entering adulthood in the yes. sense of, you know, oh, you know, high school's done and, and now the real world The real world starting with college. A yeah. lot of people, you know, myself included, I thought high school at the time was, oh my God, this is real problems. And then you're like, nah, motherfucker, <laughs> bills and, and, you know, a job that has to do cutbacks yeah, and a job that doesn't have enough life. hours. Yeah. Yep. So... We don't have to really necessarily harp on that because it does sound like you have a great support system I with do, your but family. I, yes, and I just want to interrupt you for a second and okay. say, getting into the industry, the acting industry, 
I think we talked about it before we started this. You know, initially, I had no idea what what it entailed. I think we did talk about this, yeah. and I didn't know it, so they didn't know it. They didn't understand that you just, you know, you can't just go into the acting industry and be like, okay, I want an agent. Yeah. Okay, I want to be on Law & Order. No, it doesn't okay, work that I way. Want money. Yeah, it's, there are steps. Yeah. This is a process. Yeah. You know, and... I made sure I explained that to them. That's good, though. You know, you're taking on producing and writing. I mean, producing and acting. And acting. My, my apologies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of pressure. And to me, the biggest pressure is pre-production, because, obviously. Because once you're on set, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on set. Because you you need, again, time is money. And you need everything to flow smoothly. But pre-production to me, like I think you you touched upon it in the last episode, it's about, you know, hiring, uh, you know, auditioning actors and getting the right actors yeah. that fit these roles. It's about securing locations, securing, you know, insurance. I take insurance. I do, you know, SAG films. And they're, they're not easy. They're tough. And, you know, just permits and location scouting, getting crew members and haggling, haggling with them because we're independent filmmakers. And could you work? Could you work with me a little here? You know, and, you know, all along, all the while, just showing respect. And, And I always say that because every person on a film set is important and integral to the film being completed. I agree. And I have so much respect for every single crew member, especially crew members. Not that I don't have for actors, but they work their asses off for, you know, sometimes no money, for sometimes little money. And they're there for, gosh, like we said, 15 hours a day. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 take back what I said. I know I said like you know, producers, actors, writers, they're the big, they're the big kahunas, which they well, are. Right, they they're going to get there's it. There's other started. cogs in the machine. Oh yeah, the producer but you know hires that. every crew member. Everybody and it, it and it, cast member they hire everyone. Yeah, and, and then they're in charge of finances. They're in charge of the finances. They're in charge of scheduling. They're in charge of the location. That's why I, I do say producing, and producers are. The backbone of, yes. the, of, of the film. And I didn't know that until I started Oops. producing. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of people think, and I say this all the time, producing is funding the film. No, it's not. No. That's executive producer. Yep. Producer is, like you said, the, the boss. backbone. Yeah. yeah. They it hire the everyone. Everybody thinks the director is, no, no, no. It's the When you see producer. Leonardo DiCaprio as the EP, he just he put X amount of money in, into the film of that course. he hopes to get back. But when you see, you know, most likely... Under the producing credit is a director. Yes. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, so besides, I guess, you know, some pressures you do feel from, you, you know, in the beginning, your family and, and friends, like, of, of not understanding, mm-hmm. like, what it takes, what what could be some other outside forces of, of, you know, pressure? Like, would you say social media? Would you say, you know, seeing your, you know, does it have to dive in a little bit too having imposter syndrome in the sense of like, oh, I don't really belong here. Like what, what are some, what are some pressures in the beginning of your career um, that, that were weighing on you that you kind of dealt with over the past and you've been able to overcome? I'm not sure if this is the right answer, but bottom line. Let me look at my notes. Let me look at my notes. Thank God you can't see me. Um, And it's like so big, these letters. What am I, 95? Jeez. I think that 
um, when you first come into the industry of acting and filmmaking and all that, I think you have all these ideas in your head what it's going to be versus the reality of it. And um, I do remember, I don't even know if this is the right answer, but I do, because you said imposter syndrome, which kind of yeah. stuck out of me. If I could tell an actor starting out anything, I would say, know your role. No pun intended. Yeah. Know your role. Know what characters you can play. I yeah. didn't know that when I first started. You had no idea what your strengths were? I didn't. Well, or weaknesses. Look, I have, Not weaknesses, but you didn't know your strengths no, or your typecast? Really? No, I, I didn't. I thought I can play a Southern Belle. Chris, look at me. I am not a Southern Belle with this Long Island accent. I'm just not. Nor am I a Midwestern farmer. It's not going to happen. Embrace who you are. Embrace that I could I be like a tough that. detective yep. or I could be a mom. You know, I, I, I could play I could play a doctor. I can play a nurse. I can play an attorney. You know, it, just given the right circumstances and the right, you know, scenario. Yeah. I'm not going to play a, a British, you know, uh, I'm not going to play King Lear. It's just not happening. I have respect for people yeah. that can do that. God bless them. I think that that's so important. And ask teachers and your co-act, you know, your your co-stars, your, your actor friends and, and teachers, coaches, whatever. Ask them what do they see you as. Yeah. You know, because their perspective might be very different than yours. I remember Anthony Grasso. Again, I mentioned him on this one. Gosh, Anthony. Um, he, when we were in class, he made us, one, one week, he made us stand up individually and... Now, everybody has seen your performances in class every yeah. week. And we had to go around the room and they, based on the performances that they've seen and that they know you, what are your strongest roles and what they thought, you know, not weaker, but what the strongest ones. And I always got detective, of course. Um, but then there were some, I, I don't recall at the moment, but that I was like, really? Yeah. You know, let me try to you know tune into that hone into that maybe i can one day play that but i just think that you have to be realistic listen to what people have to say listen to what people have to say about the, the roles that you can do um the roles that they think you can play and never get insulted you know like if you said to me randy i or if you were like a casting for um a project you had and i applied for it and you know you want to, you never want to hurt anybody's feelings, mm -hmm. of course, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like, say to me, I don't really see you in this role. You know, I might curse you in the background, but you know, I'm still going to be your friend. Yeah, no, I get, a, I get a little upset when people think it's, you know, they they pigeonhole you to yes. one specific thing. Yes, you know? that I don't like though. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, along the lines of you, I'm not going to be able to play. You know, uh, a farmer from Texas, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working in the mines of, you know, Pennsylvania, Delaware. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to, I may not be able to do that, you know. Yes, yeah, you know, I'm an Italian guy from New Jersey, so everyone's going to think, oh, you can play mobster, you know. Right, but right. As I mentioned, you know, in, the, in your first episode with your project, like, you know, that world that you, you created for Del Morta Sisters, it wasn't like a generic mobster, you know, right. mob film, let's say, um, without giving too much away. But, so, yeah, I would, you know, and I grew up, like, loving comedy. You know, Robin Williams and Jim Carrey, I, all their films were always on my TV. You mm -hmm. know? 
me imitating Ace Ventura, and my mom's like, "You're fucking crazy." Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, Robin Williams, The Birdcage, like that's my go-to like movie to go to all the time. You know, but much like Robin Williams, like I would love to try to be more, do more dramas. Really, like like how he did. Like, and I think you know, I think that's good for any actor to do multiple type genres, or you know, right. And don't be you know so quick to say to yourself, you know, oh, I couldn't do that. I mean, to me, try it. Yeah. Try it. Even if somebody says, I don't see you as this type of character in this role. But you know what? Maybe a casting director yeah. does. But I, my thing is just, you know, be open to what, people's, what people have to say to you. And we perceive ourselves very differently than others perceive us. Yeah. You know, and acting teachers and coaches, they see what they're seeing. They've booked. They know you know, a lot of, a lot of the times what they're looking for. So I, I, you take a little bit of each, you know, and yeah. you sort of meld it together to come out with something that you think you can play. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to really tell myself, Oh, you can't cry. You can't cry. Like I really used to tell myself that because I, I've been in the film industry like post college. Cause I don't count college yeah. 10 years now. Um, acting about, five or six, like seriously acting like five years like, okay. i'm talking about like going to classes right. reading, reading books you know auditioning all of that you know and um you know obviously in those five six years a lot has happened in my life you know like good bad all that so i think i'm able to like really you know uh, tap into like a certain amount of emotion like i yes i've started going to therapy in 2020 and I hated it. Like, I just absolutely hated it because it's, you know, it was just so <laughs> just, you know, something I never wanted to do. And but it was now I can't really live without it, if I'm being yeah. honest with you, you know, and I think, you know, it kind of like makes you it has really kind of wakened me up a little bit, you know, I think that a lot of people are adverse to going because they are afraid to bring, you know, for something to come to the surface yeah. that they've pushed down for so long. I'm totally for therapy. Mm -hmm. If it's going to make you feel better, go for it. I go agree. for it. You know, again, with everything that we've gone through in the last two years, yeah. you know, mental health uh, awareness is just so important right now. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think for like, it's important for men to, to not, not just men because, you know, I, I've, I was pretty much raised, you know, I lived with my mom most of the time, you know, my parents split and I lived with my mom and sister and I did see my dad, you know, like a few times a month, but like I was around my mom all the time, you know, so I'm, I was very much, you know, I very much saw like my mom and my sister be very in touch with like their feelings and like letting it all out. So I was used to that, you know, and then you know, then when I was seven or eight, you know, my mom remarried and I was around my stepdad who was very much, you know, great personality, but I didn't know, you know, if something bothered him, it really was, it was just wasn't talked about, right. if that makes right. sense. And so like a lot of men don't talk about like some of my, my best, you know, some of my best friends of, since I was a kid, like we're only starting to be like, so how do you feel? <laughs> you know, so, and I know yeah. it sounds weird. No, but it's no, like, no. It's whereas women can just, you yeah. know, we could dedicate a whole night to it. Yeah. So I wonder, I want to ask you a question okay. now. How do you think is a male actor, you know, rejection? 
how to, you know, you're a guy, you're different than me, you're, yeah. you know, and women aren't afraid to, you know, I know you said you wear your heart on your sleeve, but I'm not afraid to come home or talk to a friend on the way home from the audition or after here doing it at home and saying, you know what, I really want this and I didn't get it. I'm really upset and I'm really starting to get down on myself. Would you be willing to talk like that? Um, or are you still going to keep it inside? I'm probably going to still keep it inside because it's my problem thinking that no one's going to understand. If I found like someone in the acting community who I've become really close with, mm-hmm. I'll probably share it with them. You know, I'll, I'll share it with my wife and, you know, but I've unfortunately... I kind of act the same whether it's with wins or losses and I think that kind of sucks because she doesn't know like when I'm excited about something versus when I'm not like I'm like oh I booked this role really yeah because because I just I'm a I'm unfortunately a very you know I'm a very negative person if I'm going to be honest with you And, and I do think I you know going back to putting pressure on myself I think I put way too much pressure on myself I think I I'm like, oh, I've been here 10 years. I should be here and I'm only here. You know, that's my that's my downfall. If yes. I'm going to be honest with you, like I I put a lot of pressure on myself. I put a lot of just like like it kind of eats away at me that I haven't like sat down, written the la- like the full length for like little did she like and I'll be very open and candid with you if you if you don't mind. Of like, course. I've sat with like Andrew and Katie and I'm like, man, I really wonder if everyone on the, on the short just thinks I'm like full of shit. Cause I was very inspired by the short. I was very inspired to write the feature, you know? And then I was like, well, you know, I really got some good feedback on like my acting and writing. So like, let me try to work on some, di- some different stuff. Right. And I'm sitting here being like, no, we're going to do the feature. Like, you know, no, like, but I you was, can't put that pressure. No, on I know. I, I know. But like, it still is like, I am wondering, especially all you guys, because, no, I think your intention is there. I've always yeah. thought your intention was yeah. there to, to film I've it. I've never told anyone this. Um, the last, because you were there for the first day. We shot two days there. Yes. The second day we shot at my, my dad's house and, you know, everyone left and I'm uploading footage. I sat there and I just fucking cried out of like happiness because I was like. I did it. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, this is like, you know, yeah, I did, you know, I wrote and directed a superhero film that I was trying to pitch, you know, as a, as a TV series. And then I produced and acted in like another film where like the director and the writer, they kind of more so took that under their, and that that's their baby. Not saying my other, that film wasn't my baby, but like little did she know was like, I, I put everything into it. I put that's my money, like, I put yeah. producing, I put my directing, I put acting, I, you know, all of it. And then what I a said, sense of ownership. Like that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's you know? what it felt. So, but then I was like, fuck man, this is over. And then, you know, so I do get like, that's what I'm saying. Like, in all t- it all, I'm getting to a point where I said, like, you know, that one little thing of little did you know, I put my pressure on, like, uh, Doug, Randy, and Katie probably think, like, um, I'm full of shit because I'm like, I'd said, like, I'm going to make this and then I haven't yet right, because I'm right. trying to, like, I'm waiting for the right moment. And there might never be a right moment. You just have to do it. Yeah. But I want to kind of get a few other projects under my belt be- before you tackle before on feature. It. But I really do think, like, I'm one project away from being like, fuck it. Like if little did you know is going to be my first feature and it means so much to me, a lot of people say like their first feature doesn't go the way they want it to, you know? So, <laughs> so it's I like don't want to butcher it. I get it. I, I really totally don't want to butcher it, you know, because it's a, it's a story of travel. Like you traveling 
I'm really not going to, I don't have the money to really travel to no. Florida and film no. or really. So I have to do my due diligence of like, you know, being very smart, you know, but that's where like, I take everything you say, like, if you need help producing, just give me fucking credit, <laughs> you know, help me out a little bit monetarily and, we'll, and I'll help you. And like, that's something I'm very going to, I'm going to take very, you know, very seriously. And at the time, Andrew's like, well, we already shot 20 minutes of it, so we can use that. I'm like, no, we got to re, I want to re, you know, I really want to reshoot an intro and I want to I think do that. you could, um, here comes a filmmaker. Of I mean, course, yeah. I think you could do a flash. I'm so big on flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> you could do a flashback to one of those scenes. Yeah. One of those scenes. Yeah, yeah but I agree Katie with you. And because I've, I, me personally, I've lost a little bit of weight since then, so I might look a little different, or like I'd have to go back and be like, my hair and beard need to be the exact, you know, exact. But same even if thing. you're talking, I love how we're talking about this now. Sorry, but, yeah. <laughs> but even if you're, t- I think filmmakers have done this too, like. You know, they incorporate their... That's a very interesting topic, though. Have filmmakers incorporated their shorts into their features? Have... Do I know anybody yeah, who I don't made know. a feature well, wh- from The movie short? Whiplash was originally a short, and then it was but made I into a feature. See, yeah. So I think, like, maybe certain shots... They utilized... Sure, yeah, I'm sure they redid some certain shots and all that. But, but that would maybe, be interesting. But yeah. it's like the way technology is, and if Andrew's shooting it again and coloring it, it could, you know, I could use the bookstore scene. You hear that, you know? Andrew? Yeah, I could use the bookstore scene. <laughs> but yeah, you know, going back, and it wasn't, I wasn't really trying to make it about myself, but mm. in general, yeah, I do, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I wonder if that's because, you know, I'm not that young, I'm not that old, you know, mm-hmm. I'm probably in a state where I'm like, trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. still you know i I don't know how long i can use that as an excuse but it's more so like you know when are you going to kind of just like quiet all the like doubt in your head and be like no like for this instance we're talking about like randy devin Mm -hmm. katie doug andrew they all trust you Mm -hmm. so stop thinking like yes they're like nah fuck this guy you know really like that's but that's tough i think that's just i think you're putting I think more every of, artist is insecure, in my opinion. I do. Oh, I think most artists so are insecure. So much insecurity. I think. I think yeah, I, I have a lot of it. I, I really do because it's like, you. I went into it being like, oh, I'm doing this for fun. This is awesome. Then, if I'm going to be honest, and I'm not trying to like pat my own back to my own horn, when people started like recognizing like, nah, man, like this is more than just a hobby for you. Yeah. Like you could actually make this a career. That's when I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, shit. But you love it so much. Shit. Yeah. That you know? you're, you're so drawn to it. Yeah. So like, like you know, and it's tough. I don't know if you're feeling it this way with, with your recent film. Like, you know, all these, you know, Little Did You Know and a few other films I've done, like, have gotten accolades. It's like, man, yes. like, like, what are they expecting from you next kind of thing? And I know that sounds silly, but it's like, you know, you it's... It, it's just it goes under the, the the umbrella of pressure of what we're talking about, right? And it's the pressure I'm putting on myself. But absolutely, you know. But winning awards or like working with people like that should make you feel like feel really good, you know. And I think that it does for its time that it has that it's in your life. And yeah. you mentioned something very interesting just now. You said it's almost as if people are expecting better than your last project. Do you know I never think about that? Andrew and I have like. Andrew and I have this written. He has written like a couple of shorts. Again, the full length, uh, fee, um, the full end stage production. I never think that. I really don't. I think art is art, mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, like Delamarte had a great run. It's having a great run. Yeah. My next project that I do that's produced by me or, you know, I'm a, one of the leads in it, I'm not going to put that pressure on myself because I, I refuse to because every project is different. And I think you learn from each project that you do more than what, more than saying, well, I'm going to do this for my next project. Me, I think I'm going to not do this yeah, in the next project, you know, yeah. and we're all human and we're going to fuck up and we're going to make, you know, mistakes. And, yeah. but that's just all part Oh, this is so new world. Um, part of the, the, the growth uh-huh. and we have growth as humans. We have growth as artists and why, why? Shouldn't we embrace well, that? Well, even like Martin Scorsese says, I'm going to stop making movies when I stop learning. And he's like, I have never stopped learning. Exactly. And that's the, to some people, that's the greatest American director of oh, all yeah. time. You yep. know, like one of the best directors to come out of, you know, America ever. So if he's sitting there saying, I, I'm still learning at 75, 76 years old. We got a while to at go. 35, exactly. I, I can't think like, you know what? I've peaked. I've learned it all. No, because no. I haven't. I haven't lived my full life. So to you, what you're in your own words, what's the definition of a successful artist? That is, let me get my notes. Cause I did write this down. See, I'm so honest. Um, it's I better think, than being like, well, and then you just hear paper flipping. You know? I think a successful artist can be perceived different ways. Different people have different um, views and, and, and opinions on that. To me, somebody who is successful, whether as an artist or or anything else, is when they have started doing out something that they they love and they have such a drive for. Um, and if it's in, you know, if we're talking about actors, mm-hmm. um, as long as we're creating art and they're going after their dreams, I mean, that's their passion. Isn't yeah. that success right there? You know, and then to some becoming an A-list actor. That's their definition of a successful actor. Being a working actor, that's other people's. I mean, it's it's to each his own. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to happen for the majority of us. Yeah. We're not going to be, be, you know, rubbing elbows with Leo and, yeah. you know, Tom Hanks. And it, it's just not going to happen. We could strive for that. So actors, yeah. don't get on my case. We can strive for that. Yeah, you strive to be, you know. But you, you have to be realistic. Yeah, also. you have to be grounded. You, you yes. know, you have to be grounded in that. In that, you know, if you don't make it, you know, you have to be happy with wherever you're at. Right. And what's to say that you're not successful I, in your in your career right now? What's that to yeah. say, okay, so, you know, I didn't book the last few auditions, but, you know, I'm doing what I love. So yeah. God bless America. Yeah, I know. No, that's great. My Because like I said, I, I look at things, unfortunately, on the glass half empty side. And my wife's like, you know, I'll tell her like some of my you know, old college classmates will be like, Hey man, like they'll just message me like, Hey, I see you doing your thing. Like you have this project coming out, that project coming out. Yeah. So you won an award. Like that's awesome. And in my mind, I'm like, um, what the, this award, what the fuck is, you know, I know that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I need to get out of that mind and I don't know how to get, and that's what I'm working on in therapy is like, yes, how to get out of the mindset of, everything sucks or everything is not what it like really, or like everything is not what it really means. Like everything is not what it seems to be. Like I, I leave awards on my desk 
you know, when I write, so like for inspiration, but yes. sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like really, like, and I hate to, I, I'm being honest. It's so whether easy, people like it yeah, or not, no, I, I hate, I'm sorry, but no, it is what it is. No, you have to be know? honest because I think once you get to the root of it and the root of any issue or problem is you got to be honest. Yeah. Because you can't work your way up from that if yeah. you're going to be dishonest. No, you it's can't. like not being honest in therapy. Then why are you pay- why are you there? Yeah, exactly. You and, know? and then that's that was my thing in, in therapy in the beginning. I was not really being open. It takes and some it was, time, though. And she, and yeah, and and, she, and and my therapist, she was like, "Yeah, it took a while for me for me to get through." And and then once it got through, like it, it helped. But yeah, there's I just don't know why I can't. Like why something can't click where like, you know, this is where I am meant to be, you know, like where I'm at right now is like, I'm meant to, I am like, I am meant to be an artist. Like, so why can't like, and you know, does it fall under that imposter syndrome or does it fall under like, you know, me comparing myself to that person, this person, you know, you know, or me being like, you know, I really didn't make it. But like in the grand scheme of things, like for people who want, you know, to be married, to have a kid, to have a successful job, and then a hop, you know, and then another job, you know, because this job, to, you know, I have my nine to five, and then I think my film, you know, like we're recording this on a weeknight, right? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying right. like after after work, right? Like that's another like job in itself, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, like from an outside perspective, it's kind of like the whole like. um it's a wonderful life, like kind of like story, you know, <laughs> be Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart for a second. Like what would life be without you or what, what, right, would, what right. would it be if things were different? You know, you look at it from perspective, like, you know, some people don't have the things that well, I've been, I've been gracious enough to have. I was just going to say, perhaps you should look at it like, look at the people that there, and you have to know there are people out there that strive to be like you. Everybody strives to be. That's crazy. Yeah, no, you're right because though. Because I'm striving to be like someone else. Exactly. So someone's and looking that gives at me. Us, maybe that helps us yeah. or gives us the drive to, you know, reach further for those goals. Mm-hmm. You know, reach harder, go higher. But there's always a cut. This sounds so messed up. This sounds really messed up, but I don't mean it. But this, there's people that are, I don't want to say under or below you because yeah. that's just not politically correct but there are people who would admire oh, who would admire what you have and what you've done yeah and yeah what you've accomplished right there and again i could say that to you 40 times so i'm blue in the face i could turn upside down spit quarters out of my mouth and you're gonna be like yeah shut up you have to really feel like yeah. you have to really believe that no no that's it's and that's true it's you know i think as much people don't want to admit this and you know I think having validation from your peers is a big, big thing. Honestly, I, it I, helps I think a lot. I think posting a trailer, posting a new project, getting that message of like, "Hey, that's I really I watch this, I really enjoy it." As much as people don't ever want to admit or like, you know, I I'll tell my wife like that's important to me. She's like, "Well, why do you care what other people think?" I'm like, "It's not just any other people; it's my peers." Exactly, and it's not about that you're looking for their validation. No, well, like in a way, a you sense. are. Yeah, yeah well, you I just are want fellow artists to be like, "Damn, I really liked what you did." So you I love your that performance. Put, I love the I love the tone of it. Like, wow, you were able to do this. Like, but holy you don't shit. need to be valid. This is getting way too deep. You don't need to be validated as a person. Maybe you want to be validated as, as an, an artist. artist. Yes. See, yeah. and that I I love when people say, "Randy, I saw Delamorte or I saw yeah. your performance in this or that," 
and wow, you were really good. Like I had a cop come up to me, a detective after one of the screenings. And he's like, I had to find you. He goes, I'm a retired detective. He goes, you played that role great. Now, nice. whether another detective would come and be like, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Why would you even, yeah. you know, but the guy, that, yeah. the fact that the guy came up to me, told me he was a detective mm -hmm. and that I, I played it right. The emotions, right. Yeah. Meant, so, oh God, I wish I remember his name. I give him a shout out. <laughs> it meant so much to me. So I do understand. No, I, I definitely agree. And like going back to hang on to your shorts when like little did you know was up for four awards. Yep. Katie and I were up for it. I think it was up for best New Jersey film and best ensemble. And we took one home and it was Katie. Yes. And we're seeing Katie like freak the fuck out and like <laughs> go up there. Like I was not expected to win. And like, I I'm going to be honest with you, like she was up against some well-known like actresses who have won at that festival in the past. And she was, I think 20, 21 yeah, years she's old. A baby. She was a baby. She still is, you I know, know, really, but no, she's but so she cute. was a baby. And it, and it was like, you know, that's where it's like, man, like, I could see like when you look at like other award shows, when other people like a part of a project are like, holy shit, you know, it makes, it, you know, it makes you feel good. It's the same thing for you. Like, you know, you're probably just the film's over, you're networking, you're sitting there and someone just randomly comes up comes to you and is like, hey, I had to find you. I had to look for you. I've, I had, I've to had that happen myself. a few times. Like, hey man, I had to come up to you and like, you were funny as fuck in that. And I was yeah. like, man, I don't even know you. And I, lo <laughs> I love that compliment, you know, but I, you know, the validation as a Chris or Andrew, as a human being, I don't, maybe deep down like you know subconsciously i think i need that but no i need like i do need the validation of chris arangio the employee the husband the son we all the do. sister the, the the brother the 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 filmmaker like you do want that validation and and more so or not like you know at first i was like man am i gonna be a good husband and more and more as as it's gone on because it's very new my you know my marriage but we've been together six seven years right I'm I am getting comfortable in like okay like her and I like she's the one for me because she's very much like she puts up with a lot of my shit <laughs> I do with her as well but like she's very much a big supporter of this but like as an artist like yeah I do I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be cool like I don't need your validation no I, I no I think I, it's cool I that you're out, saying that I do look out like if I do post a project and like you comment like you know like the, the little did she know fam will like all yeah. post in the comments like you know th that means it that means a lot to me absolutely and, and, and this is no disrespect to my family it means more to me for my film mom you to to comment it on it than, than, your than mom. my mom because right. my mom is well looking that's after how the, my mom is but she's always going to be like your biggest supporter she's always gonna be fan. like i love you right i moved back home to go to these festivals to see your films like yeah like I'm going to be there. But now I'm, you have a peer saying to you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, when with Andrew Froning or another writer or another actor, be like, yo, man, like good shit. It's like, OK, like then I feel like for that moment, for that day, I'm like, OK, like my peer who has said that. And, and you know, and then th there's really no that's to me, like what being a successful artist is in, in a sense, like it's just having the respect from your peers. Yeah, honestly. It, yeah. You know, there are some pro that. there are some projects where like, you know, you I'm sure you've come across a handful. I know I have where I'm like, fuck, why am I on this project? <laughs> so oh, like yeah. oh, I know yeah. some people are like, oh, you know, so, so, like you said, like, you know, you, you, the work you're doing and all that. But like, I, I you know, you I don't know how many festivals you went for for Della Morta, but like I'm sure everywhere you went, like having like, you, you know, your whole cast and crew there and like your producers and like all of you just watching it together, like there was probably never a a better feeling than that. No, I mean, the premiere was the biggest, um, 
amount of cast and crew members that we had there um, at the Golden Door Film Festival. But, you know, we, Judith and I have really taken on the responsibility, for lack of a better word, of, um, you know, showing up at the festivals and plugging our film and we're the, we're the co-producers and it was what we wanted to do. And, and Andrew's been awesome. Him and his son Bennett at 16, uh, co-wrote it too. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from and you know, every individual is different and you're going to get different feelings and different views and different opinions, but you got to do you and what's going to make you happy at the end of the day. So the amount of pressure you, you put on yourself, whether it's minute or it's a lot, that's a, that's another question. Like I, like the episode before with you on it, um, mm-hmm. helpful or harmful to you, the pressure you put on yourself. I'm going to say it again. It can be helpful and it could be harmful, but you don't really want to put too much pressure on yourself because then you're going to lose sight of, I don't want to lose sight of Randy and yeah. what Randy's goals are, you know? So acceptance, it's about acceptance and where I am. And if I fuck up, I fuck up. I'm going to, you know, I'm strong. I'm going to get, mm-hmm. I'm going to bounce back from that. No, that's, that's, that's actually pretty beautiful <laughs> because it's, Chris has I a tear. This, yeah. <laughs> and it's not a tattoo tear like Will Wayne. <laughs> um, but no, I think this episode particularly is very, or this topic anyways, mm-hmm. is very like near and dear to me because I think, I'm going to be honest, you know, this being very honest and raw, I think the most harmful thing I do to myself is all the pressure I put on myself. Yeah. You know, like my wife will sit there and say like, you know, you do not like the artist you are. You don't like this. You don't like that. And it's just because it's the inner voice of me saying like, man, like, am I really an artist or like, am I just a fucking hack? So the pressure plus the imposter syndrome, like it's kind of coming together you know, but it's it hasn't. I haven't felt that way in a very, very in, in a while. Actually, I felt that in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. You know, the tail mm-hmm. end of twenty twenty one, I produced and acted in a project of my, you know, with my buddy who I met in Florida, who moved up to the, you know, to um, the New Rochelle area, and um, then I was, you know, I did four four out of the twenty days on the feature film that Andrew shot. I was on there, so like, you know, going into twenty twenty two, I felt like a little like pep in my step. And then producing this podcast, I was just like, I'm just gonna do it. Like, right. I asked for all this equipment for Christmas. I want Aww. nothing else from anyone, you know. Like, and I'm just gonna do it. And I hope it, you know, when I edit it together and I piece it together and it ends up making sense. And you know, you're proud of your episode. Other actors are proud of their episodes. Right. But right, you're not just doing it for you. You're. No. It's almost like you need to have the people that you're interviewing not look good but what you know what i mean like well i'm doing this because i want to a i wanted to get to know everyone a little bit better and and it's i didn't really necessarily reach out to anyone i posted it on mm-hmm, facebook mm-hmm. if i got zero responses then i probably would not have done it okay. really right. but i think you know the the responses I got from some people I know, some people I don't know, and I'm still going to interview them. Like that's what you know I'm doing, and, and, and I'm not saying oh I'm doing it for the benefit of everyone. I'm just saying like in case if anyone needed to sit and talk and right. and, and you know if you know if you know, I hope at the end of the night you know you're like man this was kind of therapeutic or this yeah. was much needed. Like that's you know my drive home I'm going to be like I might feel a little bit better because it's like 
I got a lot off my chest. Absolutely, thing, you know? absolutely. And that's what artists are there for each other. I mean, yeah. the biggest support I've gotten, and, and again, yeah, your family, but the peers, because they know yeah. exactly what you're going through. And I think it bothers, like, you know, some close people in my life that, like, I can talk to an artist versus talk to them. To them. And it's nothing against them. You no, know, you have not. that special relationship with yeah. them, whether it's a family member or whether it's a, a friend, but. They're just not comprehending it mm -hmm. like another person in the industry who is a close friend yeah. gets it and they know how to, you know, pull you up and bring you back exactly. sometimes, you know. And, you know, you, you see it on a bigger scale like, oh, these these two actors are involved and this is and that. And like there's always ever been like a platonic friendship and relationship with everyone I've been with, yep. like everyone I've I've talked to here, you know, like. You know, I, I've I've had people that my first interview. I think she she said like, "Oh yeah, my all my ex boyfriends were artists." She's like, "And that's bad fucking news," <laughs> you know. <laughs> some and people that's like funny. it. No, yeah. some people do. You know, and like my, my, you know, my my wife is very creative. You know, she her day job is not art, but she is very very creative, and she wears her heart on her sleeve. So there are times where her and I, it's a very emotional household. You know. Yeah. Um. But no, but there's, and it's nothing against her. It's nothing against like my family at all. It's just, man, like, you know, another actor my age, and if it's a male, thank God, or just another, like, not even my age, just someone who's in the industry who like, we've been through a project together and we've, we've had and they talks understand. together. Yeah. They understand like the rejection or they understand of like the pressure or like, oh man, I feel this way. Like I'm not, I'm not alone. I think that's very important. I've read on social media um, certain actors throughout the years, you know, posting gratitude for other actors that have, quote, you know, talked them off the ledge yeah. um, when they're ready to quit. And, you know, other, I don't know if a family member or a friend who's not in the industry can do that. An actor friend knows what that person's really going through. And it's, it's nothing against family members. It's, it's just, a it could be a very precarious sort of situation. And yeah, they've posted that thank you know, and they'll give accolades to this person or, you know, they'll be, um, kind of quiet about it. They won't say the person's name, but somebody helped talk me off the ledge and, yeah. you know, made me realize what, why I'm in this, Mm -hmm. field and the my love that i do have for it sometimes it just needs a little help coming back out yeah no that's i, I think you need someone like that mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. all the time you need you need because it's not easy no it's not it's and not. i hate to keep saying that no, but you're right <laughs> but, you know you're right though i know you might be like oh i'm beating a dead horse but no it's 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 the truth it's not if it was easy as everyone says everyone would, would do be it, doing right it. Yeah. so it does it's not easy you know it's tough to have to keep coming back over and over and over and being like all right here we go again who knows right. how this experience right. is gonna exactly. be I'm, you know i'm driving an hour out like for no, little to no money like let's hope it works out you know but there are some days where like the day after i'm on a set my wife's like i don't want to be around you because you just <laughs> you're just so down and it's true because it's like i'm on set or i'm working on a project and it's like man now i'm back to like just I, why can't i do that every day right you know right well so. you just gotta hang in there but that's exactly. easier said than done exactly. i know <laughs> i know it is no but it's true so but i do appreciate you uh hopping on here 
you know, if this if this train keeps rolling and there's more topics to be talked about, I would love to have you back on. But thank you very much. I'm, I'm happy that this episode we you know got a little real here, and I do appreciate that because I got to know Randy Sloan better. Do you want to plug anything? Your social medias, any other films you may be working on? Like, if, you know, if you want to plug anything, please go ahead. Yeah, find me on find me on Facebook at Randy Sloan R E N D E E, and then. My handle on uh, Instagram is at Randy, R-A-N-D-E-E, actor27. Um, and just as far as any future projects, again, that uh, full-length stage production that Andrew Marino and I are working on, and we're very serious about it. And we have a couple of short film projects in the works, like you, and that's that's where I'm, that's enough right now. Well, thank you again, Randy, for coming on. I loved it. Thank you, Chris, always. Once again, this is Where Is My Mind, a podcast about mental health and the arts. I'm host and producer of the podcast, Christopher Arangio. All episodes will be available on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and Amazon Music. Once again, this is Chris Arangio, and thank you for supporting.